right now on Matter of Fact. We explore the power of women as history makers. Harriet lived multiple lifetimes. What this historian discovered traveling the path of the Underground Railroad and retracing Harriet Tubman's footsteps on the road to freedom. You walked? Walked, traveling over 800 miles. Plus, meet the architect who designed Tyler Perry Studios in Georgia and got inspired. We thought if he can do it with his community, I said to myself, um, we can do it. We visit the creative force behind a new effort to bring Latino stories to the screen and come along for a visit to the Brooklyn neighborhood known as Black Girl Magic Row. Why does it work? Is because there's a commitment to success. It's like, I'm going to do it. Find out how these women are creating opportunity so their community can grow and thrive. I'm Soledad O'Brien. Welcome to Matter of Fact. Women's History Month is one part of the legacy of Jimmy Carter, the nation's 39th president. In February of 1980, he issued the first presidential proclamation declaring the week of March 8th as National Women's History Week. And with wide public support, seven years later, Congress declared March National Women's History Month. In Carter's original proclamation, he urged Americans to, quote, focus their observances on the leaders who struggled for equality. Susan B. Anthony, Sojourner Truth, Lucy Stone, Lucretia Mott, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, Harriet Tubman, and Alice Paul, end quote. We start our celebration of Women's History Month looking at the legacy of Harriet Tubman. Born into slavery in Cambridge, Maryland around 1820, Tubman later escaped to freedom and earned a place in history for leading 13 missions to rescue an estimated 70 enslaved people using the network of safe houses known as the Underground Railroad, all the while with a bounty on her head. Our special correspondent, Joey Chen, brings us a story of a man who not only studied Tubman's incredible journey, but set out to follow in her footsteps. History offers no proof that these were her words. If you see the torches in the woods, keep going but they surely reflect the spirit of Harriet Tubman's flight from enslavement. Everybody knows Harriet Tubman, Underground Railroad conductor. But what don't we get about her? What we don't get about Harriet is Harriet lived multiple lifetimes. Anthony Cohen has spent much of his lifetime tracking hers. I'm a historian of African-American history a historian who literally followed Tubman's footsteps. In the mid-1990s, Cohen set out from Maryland, Tubman's home state, traveling the path of the Underground Railroad all the way to Canada. You walked? Walked. Uh, traveled through five states, traveling over 800 miles, and the main modus of my travel was walking, 10 to 25 miles a day. Why did you do this? <laughs> I did it to see what remained of the uh, historical route of the Underground Railroad. Research by Cohen and other historians has uncovered multiple routes that as many as 100,000 enslaved people used to free themselves in the years leading up to the Civil War. Tubman led dozens to freedom after making the journey herself, armed with what she'd learned growing up as an enslaved child known as Minty Ross, 
on Maryland's rural eastern shore. It's surrounded by water, creeks, rivers, freshets, those places where uh, fresh water and brackish water collide. It's got swamps, it's got agricultural land, vast forests. I brought you here to talk about nature's um, role in the escape to freedom. Along these trails, Cohen explains how that understanding of nature was key to safe passage on the Underground Railroad. Why did they follow the path of the water? Uh, they followed the path of the water because it was a highway. Just look around us. Nature's roadmap is everywhere. The flow of water helped travelers understand their direction, and even in the dark, thick moss on trees could help point them north. These were um, natural clues um, that they had learned about on the plantation uh, long before they ever uh, took the first step towards freedom. As a public historian who works outside traditional academics, Cohen chronicles the experiences of enslaved people as they dared to liberate themselves. So what you're seeing is the bottom. Following another escape route, Cohen built a three by three foot box to secretly ship himself north by rail. What was it like in there? Dark and hot. Today that real life experience draws visitors to Button Farm, the Living History Center Cohen created after he appeared on The Oprah Show and helped her prepare for her role in the film Beloved, in which nature had a starring role too. We made the landscape the oppressor. The sun beat down on her. She had travel up streams at night. It was taste, touch, smell, sights, and sounds of the world of slavery. And that put a seed in my mind about the connection between nature and the Underground Railroad. In Germantown, Maryland, I'm Joey Chen for Matter of Fact. Ahead on Matter of Fact, meet an entrepreneur focused on producing the stories of Latinos for the silver screen. I want them to be visible. We pay a visit to the growing film industry in the Hollywood of the South. Plus, it's affectionately called Black Girl Magic Row. A seven block stretch of businesses in the Brooklyn neighborhood of Bed-Stuy. With gentrification, you just expect the owners not to look like us. We'll show you how these businesswomen built a strong community to help one another survive and thrive. And later, she drafted the Equal Rights Amendment in 1923. So how come it's still not the law? You're watching Matter of Fact, America's number one nationally syndicated public affairs news magazine. Our next history maker has taken up residence about an hour away from Atlanta, hoping to add to its reputation as the Hollywood of the South. The Georgia Film Office says the film and television industry spent more than $4 billion across the entire state between July 2021 and June 2022. That is a new industry record. Now one woman is on a mission to elevate Latinx voices by creating opportunities for filmmakers from her community. Our correspondent Laura Chavez went to Rome, Georgia to see how that vision is coming to life, one production at a time. Like I say, at homegrown in Rome, 
about 70 miles northwest of Atlanta. In the small city of Rome, Georgia, big things are happening. When I came in here, I said, this is where I'm gonna put Pound Studios. Maria Gierstol's resume says she's an award-winning architect, but in Rome, she's building something else. Welcome to Rome Pound Studios. I love it, let's go take a look. All right. Maria is in the process of designing a film production campus to bring Latino-inspired stories to the screen. We can cast anybody, but when somebody's behind the camera or writes the script or does the directing or the editing, uh, this is the way where we can really create the story. How do you want Latinos to be seen? Talented, taken seriously. They're accountable, you know? They're always there, but they're invisible and I want them to be visible. The idea for the film company came to Maria after a life-changing opportunity. I meet Tyler Perry and I get to become his architect and we made history because we created these amazing buildings. We thought if he can do it with his community, I said to myself, um, we can do it, let's try um, and create something very similar. A proud Latina, Maria was born in Venezuela. She and her family moved back and forth from South America to the U.S. I was very lucky to have done that because I embraced all cultures. I come to this country to study architecture. And I did. It was very hard because I found myself in a male-dominated field. I even had a teacher telling me that I should study interior design because architecture is for men. But Maria didn't listen. I don't see obstacles as something that is going to put me in the position where I can't go on. It just does the opposite to me. Tell me about some of the stories that you're hoping to tell. Uh, anything that is positive for our community with some of these lifestyle shows that we're planning on doing. Some of those shows would include Celebrations, a show about the exploration of food and culture. It makes me so happy to have you guys around my table. The making of the band Jet Black Roses, a documentary-style music show. Hola, Latino America. Somos Jet Black Roses. And she's still looking for more. While developing and pitching these shows is top of mind for Maria, so is providing opportunities for minorities and women. Pam will create a halo effect, will boost the town, will create jobs. I believe as soon as we open up a campus, we'll put 25 people to work immediately. How do you feel about all that you've done? I want to make it clear for women that if you dream of something, just go and do it. There's still a lot of work to be done. In Rome, Georgia, I'm Laura Chavez for Matter of Fact. Ahead on Matter of Fact, a tight-knit community of women is bringing their Brooklyn neighborhood to life. You bring your energy, um, your expertise, your, your brilliance. What's the secret to success for the businesses on Black Girl Magic Row? And still ahead, Emmy-nominated actress Michaela J. Rodriguez talks to Soledad about breaking barriers. You've said that every win for yourself is a win for others, too. What do you, what do you mean by that? Sometimes history is made through collective action. That's the story of the women behind Black Girl Magic Row, a seven-block stretch of businesses in the Brooklyn neighborhood of Bed-Stuy. 
15 are black-owned and 21 are led by women. The latest numbers show that small businesses employ almost half of the entire American workforce. The neighborhood is a snapshot of resiliency. Just like many urban areas, Bed-Stuy is experiencing gentrification. A spike in retail and apartment rent is forcing both residents and stores to move. But the Tompkins Avenue Merchants Association, or TAMA, has created a bond strong enough to withstand those pressures. Here's a look at how their strategy is working for them. I'd like to welcome everyone here today. My name is Tisha Merritt. I am the president of TAMA and owner of the Bush Doctor Juice Bar. Today we will be discussing the organizing of Black Girl Magic Day. I could definitely have somebody come and do crafts. I'm Aisha. I'm the owner of Make Manifest. So maybe somebody could even host a workshop based on what they create. I am Priestess Yendez Neferatum, and I'm the owner of Ancient Blends Apothecary, where we are right now. I'm known for the plants, and um, I could see the front of the store just filled with plants and doing the plant workshop that I usually do once a month. I'm Khadija Tudor. I am owner of Life Wellness. My concern is that we do things for the neighborhood. We do put community first in Tama. It's not only about our businesses and us profiting, it's also about us giving back to the community. A lot of us, before we actually got to Tompkins Avenue, we were already business owners out of our homes, out of, you know, sharing spaces. We've been doing this for a really long time. I think I've worked with everybody in this room on some level to either fundraise, to open up doors, or they've worked within our process. Um, to keep us open as well. Um, and I think that may be the underlying vibe that is different than other places. During the pandemic, it took a longer time for the dollar to leave Bed-Stuy. It, it stayed in the neighborhood. The blessing that happened for a lot of our businesses is that people started walking, oh, I didn't even know you were here. And they started really supporting, so we got back to that neighborhood kind of feel. My name is Miriam Nicholas, and I'm the owner of Brown Butter. With gentrification, you just expect the owners not to look like us. So I think that's, that's what makes it special, and that's what's bringing all the attention. So I feel like what makes this space so magical is that even as a lot of people are being priced out, there are still people who are, like, they're here, they're anchoring the community. Because of the change of the neighborhood, the gentrification, there is a transformation that has happened, but there's a foothold of black women, black people who have decided to be here and fight the great fight. It's the individuality. It's the, the blackness. It's the, the Afrocentricity. It's the culture. It's all of that that we not only want to see for ourselves, we want to see for our families, and we want to see for the community at large. When the pandemic hit, it showed something that was already happening. We will reinvest into ourselves, we will pivot, we will do whatever is necessary to make sure that we stand. If you're going to stay within your community, then you have to fight like hell to create what you need for your own space, for your own existence to be able to stand and hold a foothold, because it's not me. It's not for me, it's for several people who are behind me that I'm working for to make sure that this happened. Coming up on Matter of Fact, she's the first trans woman to win a Golden Globe. My walk of life is different from the next girl's walk of life, but I like to approach it with love. 
actress Michaela J. Rodriguez on Living Your Truth. To stay up to date with Matter of Fact, sign up for our newsletter at matteroffact.tv. If you're a fan of the Oscars, the Emmys, or the Golden Globes, you've heard an actor say, ugh, it is just an honor to be nominated. That might be true for some actors, but for some, it's more than that. It's validation, and in some cases, it's history. Michaela J. Rodriguez is the first trans woman to win a Golden Globe Award, taking home the prize for lead actress in a drama series for her performance in Pose. She won in 2022 when the ceremony wasn't televised. But this past January, Pose co-creator Ryan Murphy took the stage to accept another award and before giving a speech, asked the audience to give Rodriguez a standing ovation for her historic win. I spoke to her recently about that win and about what she calls living in joy. You've said that every win for yourself is a win for others too. What do you, what do you mean by that? I mean that it's an elevation of awareness and it is an elevation of representation. If I was put in this position and people can see my talent, then there's other people that can see your talent as well. There have been lots of communities and states where we've seen people clamp down uh, aggressively against trans people and um, in conversations that involve trans people at all. How are you feeling at this moment on that front? When it comes to legislatives and, and laws being passed, we have to constantly stay diligent and make sure that they don't get passed and call up as much as we can. In the times of adversity and in the times of despair, I choose hope and joy and I let those shower all over those haters and people who don't see it fit for us. And it usually wins. It has won. You can see the rest of my conversation with Michaela J. Rodriguez at matteroffact.tv. Still ahead on Matter of Fact, remember the ERA that promised equality for women? The ERA is still not enshrined in the Constitution. What happened to the movement for the 28th Amendment to the Constitution? Finally, we celebrate women's history made on March 22, 1972. That's when Congress passed the Equal Rights Amendment, which states, equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or any state on account of sex. The amendment was co-authored by a feminist named Alice Paul, one of the leaders of the suffrage movement. She wrote the ERA in 1923, and it was introduced to Congress, presented in every session after that, the amendment finally passed in 1972. However, it's still not law. Before the ERA could become the 28th Amendment, it had to be ratified by 38 states, and that took a while. The final endorsement only coming in 2020, thanks to the state of Virginia. Well, now it's being held up by a dispute about ratification deadlines. So we are left waiting for a historic moment that's long overdue. That's it for this edition of Matter of Fact. I'm Soledad O'Brien, and I'll see you back here next week. Listen to Matter of Fact with Soledad O'Brien on your favorite podcast provider. Watch us during the week on FYI and YouTube.